Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to So Sandler's Pod, the Adam Sandler podcast. Yeah? The Sandman movie podcast. No, I think we changed it. What? We've changed everything. We changed everything because it's easier for people to search. Let, let me get this up on Spotify. All right, so we've got the So Sandler's Pod, the Adam Sandler movie podcast. Is that what the, uh, the tagline is? Or the Adam Sandler podcast. Oh, we had yeah. to change it from the Sandman. Oh, yeah, because fuck that actually became a thing. <laughs> it did actually become a thing. Sorry, not actually became a thing, but it became like a like a movie version or a TV, whatever the fuck they made it. Hello and welcome to So Sandler's Comic. Pod, the Adam Sandler podcast, the podcast where we discuss the movies of professional gamer Adam Sandler. My name is Kerry Jones, and as always, I am joined by my dearest friend and co-host, Matt. Boston Hope. How are we going? Great um, to be here. This yeah, upbeat uh, pod. <laughs> be... it, 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 it's good to be back. Um, We're bringing the energy this week because we need some. Yeah, th- th- this week we need the energy because uh, you know, th- this movie it, it touches on some dark and depressing topics. Look, I'm not going to shit on this movie. It's not. It's not that You just bad. have to buy. I mean, you're obviously just in a very certain mood after you've watched it. And you're like, oh, fuck, that was heavy. Um, see, I don't <laughs> think I was. I was but I was just like, <laughs> fuck. I, I kind of felt for all these people. I was just like, fuck me. Jesus Christ. I think I finished it and I was like, oh, that's a thing. It, especially the way that it ended. It just, it just ended. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's some proper weird things happened in this film. Like, when, why is this lady just trying to suck this guy off? <laughs> and then she fancies Adam Sandler. Like, what? Uh, we'll, uh, no, we, we'll, we'll touch upon that when we uh, start talking about the movie. Um, but before we get into that, though, there's, there's actually been quite a lot of Sandler news this week. I just want to mention this because because you know how much I love animated Adam Sandler musical comedies. You do. There's a, there's a new movie coming out, and he plays a newt, maybe? I don't know. Some sort of lizard. Some sort of... A little, like, gecko. Skin and I think his name thing. is Leo, maybe? Leo the Lizard? But anyway, Adam Sandler's back in the recording booth doing an animated movie. Where he sings again, which I cannot wait for the soundtrack. Because it also stars Rob, Rob Schneider as well. Yes, Leo. What movie? Is it uh, like Sing 3 or something? No, it, it's a completely original concept for Netflix. Yeah. It's not oh, a it's Netflix not, one. Yeah. Where Adam Sandler stars. And also no, you just you, you sent me that like photo of it and I was like, oh, that's a very Sing-looking animated animal. That also looks like John Lovitz. It does look like John Lovitz. <laughs> but, yeah, very much looking forward to that. And um, Murder Mystery 2 is getting released in March. That'll be... Uh, you know what? Looking forward to that. 
And now that Netflix own Murder Mystery and Knives Out, I guarantee down the line, there's going to be a crossover. Well, I'm still waiting for a sequel to the movie Clue. From 19... Doesn't Clue have like 12 different endings, depending on where you went to watch it? Or did they try to do that? I'm pretty sure there's something like that, yeah. Depending on where you watched it or who you... (laughs) When you watch it, there's different endings and such shit. I don't know. It's a good movie, though. Um, it's not yeah, that but, good, but, an, but it's worth a watch. <laughs> enough about uh, murder mysteries, because we, we know who caused all the murders in this movie. And um, this week's movie is Rain Over Me. Matt, what, what's your history with this movie? It's what? Um, so, like I said... Last, oh, I've def. I mean, I may not have said this last week. I definitely told you this several times. I um, I watched this like when this came out. And I was oh Jesus, when did this come out? Like two thousand seven. So I would have watched it on TV like the year after. So it was, I would have been like thirteen watching this. Like, <laughs> and I remember watching the first half of it. Like this is shit. Like I would. I'm watching an Adam Sandler movie. Why is everyone depressed? And why am I depressed? Like, what is this? So I fucked it off after the first half. Did that again, I think, like a year later. The same thing happened. And that, that was my experience with it. So I just went into this with the impression that it was just going to be, like, really sad and shit. And it was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. It was very, like, sad and depressing, like, themed throughout the movie. But pretty good. Fair enough. I didn't, didn't mind it mo- too much. I had this movie when I was younger. I know the DVD cover, but it's something I never put on. Yeah, that, that like, him walking down the street. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I always knew that it was a bit of a darker movie, and I just never got around to watching it. Yeah, it was... In, I mean, instead, instead of putting this on, I'd put on uh, Bedtime Stories or whatever else we've got um, I do, I do like the fact that he's got um one of those motorized scooters though, and they're just fucking everywhere now. I don't know if they're like a big thing in the UK at the moment, but fuck me, they're everywhere in Australia. Like they were in New Zealand all over as well when I was there. The lime scooter, um, yeah, there's a not, couple... no, not even like the ones you rent. People, you can just yeah. fucking buy them for like six hundred dollars, and you just fucking hanging down the road. Yeah, well, <laughs> when I was in New Zealand, I think I spent about a hundred dollars a month on. Oh man! Scooters. I used to literally like park it outside of my house, get on it, go to work, park it outside the bar at where I worked, and then just fucking get on it and go home at the end of the shift. It was great. Had a little circuit. Used to ride it up to fucking countdown. Oh, what a dream! The best time I've ever had on a lime scooter. I must have been on it for about four hours, and it's when I first discovered Finding Drago. I. I, I, I was riding it back from work, <laughs> and then I got... You just rode that thing the whole time, and you yeah, never would have got I, off. I, I got to Mount Eden, and then I was like, oh, the episode's not finished, so I just drove around for a bit more, <laughs> and then just kept on... I, I was on the thing for about four hours. Just travelling around the whole of Auckland. <laughs> Honestly, it was the best experience of my life. <laughs> but yeah... <laughs> <laughs> we're laughing way too much for her. No, we need some fucking good energy for this podcast. I refuse to be saddened in the podcast by this movie. I was sad watching the movie because it's fucking <laughs> sad movie, but like, I'm not being sad now. Not having this. Uh, right, yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, <laughs> this week's movie is uh, <laughs> Rain Over Me. Oh, hey, hey, Charlie! Charlie! I ran into Charlie Feynman today. Really? How is he? Hey, Charlie. It's Alan, man. We know each other? Are you kidding me? Who's Charlie Feynman, Daddy? He was my college roommate. I haven't talked to him in a long time. We were college roommates? Yeah, you slept naked most nights. And you were a sleepwalker. It was the worst two years of my life. He lost his whole family in a plane crash. He's lost now. Charlie Feynman for Dr. Johnson. You don't have an appointment, sir? Oh, we're friends. We were college roommates. And? I used to sleep in the nude. I don't 
play guitar, Charlie. Johnson, you're barely a dentist. You pull people's teeth all day. It don't matter. You stay out all night, that's not okay. I was stuck in Charlie world. I couldn't leave. Come on now, stab his wing. Guys have guy hobbies, right? They play poker, they golf. What's going on, Charlie? Let's hang out. Right now? Yeah, wake up. Come on. Let's have, can he go out? Is he allowed out? Don't do that. Don't ask my wife permission for me to go out. All right, you're right. Can you go out? The girls here, Charlie. What? You're single now. After what happened with your family and everything. Oh, whoa, hey, I don't have a family, Johnson. No, no, I know you don't. Who sent you here? He likes you, Ellen. You know why? Because you know nothing about his family. So he figures you won't ask any questions. I have these things that I don't like to think about. I can't do this. I gotta put these back on. Only love. I don't know how I got to the place where I'm not letting you in. I don't want to be that guy, baby. Alan, just come home. I love you. It's easy to see that this man is going through something very profound. Are you going to be all right, Charlie? And you're going to make it, right? You're a good husband, Alan. You remind me of me. Right Over Me is a 2007 American buddy drama film written and directed by Mike Binder and produced by his brother Jack Binder. The film stars Adam Sandler and Don Cheadle with Jada Pickett-Smith. Keep my damn, my, you keep your, my wife's name out your damn mouth. Uh, Liv Tyler, Donald Sutherland, Saffron Burrows and Mike Binder in supporting roles. So yeah. This cast. Pretty good cast. Very good cast. You got the yeah, obviously Adam Sandler is Adam Sandler. Don Cheadle's from that one TV show I forgot the name of, and he's War Machine, and he's done a bunch of other Wait, stuff. Hang on a minute. What's that? What's that I, do, I do I do like the TV fact show? that in this movie, oh, actually, you know what? That's going to be my uh, thing. I'll say it later. Don Cheadle's in, from Ocean's Eleven, and he was in House of Lies. That's the TV show I was uh, thinking about. Where you won four primetime. Uh, Golden Globe and four primetime Emmy Award nominations. Jesus. Wow. Never and even heard yes. of this. Um, he also received a Tony Award for Best Musical and pr- as a producer for the musical. This guy going Lose. for a fucking ego. What's going on here? Um, <laughs> gold, no, you, has he got a Grammy? <laughs> yes. He received his first Grammy Award winning Best Soundtrack for Visual Media. So he's got... Oh. Shout out to Don Cheadle being a fucking <laughs> jit. What? What a fucking legend. Yeah, so he's got the G and the O. No, the G and the T. Right. And right. the E. He needs, an, he needs an Oscar. To get Don Cheadle, his fucking ego. Get no, that man he, an Oscar. He's got an Oscar. So he's got an ego. He's got them all. <laughs> Let's fucking go. I think so. Oh, no, okay, so Academy Awards, oh. he's been nominated. Um, Grammy, he's won. Emmy, he was nominated. And Tony, he's won. So, so right. he's got a... Yeah, he's got a... This G-T. is our petition to get Don Cheadle and Ego. He's 58. We can do <laughs> no, this. He, he can do that, easily. Yeah. Um, then Jada Whoa. Pickett-Smith from uh, G.A. Jane 2. Liv Tyler... I don't know what I know Jada Pinkett. I don't know what I would say I know her from. She is Gloria in Madagascar. What? She's the hippo in Madagascar. Really? Yeah. I never knew that. That is brand new information for me. I think. Oh, she's in Scream 2. She is in Scream 2. She's in the nutty (laughs) professor. Um, Men's 2 Society. Madagascar, She's in the new Matrix movie. She, she's Gotham. She's, oh, as a fish an uncredited Mo- party guest. What did you say? Sorry. She's in. She's Fish Mooney in Gotham. Oh yeah, she uh, is. Yeah, and then obviously Liv Tyler, um, Lord of the Rings. Liv um, Tyler is a Armageddon fucking yeah 
daughter of Steve. He's Arwen. Let's just let's just put it that way. Incredible Hulk. Yeah, she's Betty Ross in the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. And now, obviously Donald Sutherland's just Donald Sutherland. Everybody knows who Donald Sutherland is. And yeah. He's only in this for like five minutes, but he is great. He is. He's a judge role. They should have got, um, what's his face? What's the name of the guy that I was wrong with all the time and he hasn't popped up for a while? You know, Sandler's mate. He played a judge before. Kevin Nealon? Kevin Nealon. They should have got Kevin Nealon to be the judge. That would have been pretty good, actually. (laughs) Bit bit out there, because it would have been a bit like, oh, because he's more comedic. Oh, it's that guy. Um, yeah, but I think we like Smoking to do and go podcast. ball to the wall and just get John Lovitz to be the judge. <laughs> oh, um, I think we like to do this podcast. There's a little segment called Curb That Blurb, and by <laughs> Curb, I mean, and by Curb That Blurb, I mean if I'm going to read out a prop, oh, fucking hell, what am I saying? Hey, uh, right. I don't know. I don't know what's going on Matt. this week, but. On this podcast, we like to do a little segment called Curb That Blurb. And by Curb That Blurb, I mean I have found a plot synopsis online. And if we hate it, we're going to take it outside, make it bite the pavement, kick it in the back of the head. Therefore, we curb that blurb. So I don't know where this came from. Anyway, Charlie's World gets shattered after losing his wife and daughters in the 9-11 terrorist attacks. However, a reunion with his former college roommate could help him pass his grief. No better than the ones I read, so fuck them. I mean, it is kind of what happens, but... Uh, Yeah, we're going it. Fuck (laughs) them. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with uh, Kevin Eppler. Like I mentioned earlier, I don't think 9-11 is mentioned once in this movie. British, it's ob- obviously like heavily referenced because that's like the, the whole point, but I don't think they ever specifically say like 9-11 terror attacks. It's just like plane crash, the thing that happened. Like It's just kind of a loop. More than it's actually ever said. But Adam Sandler's wife and kids could have easily just died in a bus crash or a car crash or a double No, homicide. like, they definitely say plane crash. Yeah, but I think 9-11 was just added for that shock factor. Are you saying it's like the, what, 2011 movie Remember Me starring Robert Patterson where it's just a movie and then at the end of the movie he is stood in the World Trade Center on the 11th of September <laughs> 2001, just and then like the camera just cuts out of like the like him just stood at the window, and it's like it's I don't know what it is. Like he goes to like see his dad in, in his office. It's like oh he's being fr- friends with his family again, and then he's like in the window, and then he just zooms out, and he's just in the World Trade Center on the September 11th. And that's the end of the movie. Oh, yes, <laughs> like. So yeah, you're saying, are you, are you going with, like, this is just for the shock factor? Because I feel like that was put in for shock factor, where, like, that this is actually just, like, the movie. It, it's like Final Destination 5, where you realise the people at the end of Final Destination 5 are jumping on the plane from Final Destination 1. That is a good, that's a good little <laughs> twist, I won't lie. When they realise as well what's happening, they're like, oh shit, get me the fuck off this yeah. plane. <laughs> Uh, I love Final Destination. There's a new one hey. coming out. Did, did I actually... tell you about that? Yeah. No. And oh, that's great. I love the Final the... Destination franchise. So it's like easy to watch shit movies, but like yeah. actually not as shit. Just great. But, but I think the next one might be pretty good because the directors who got the job, they had the interview over Zoom like this. And then they. Hey, this it. is Discord. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they had the interview so with only allows to do for 40 minutes and it's fucking bullshit but d- during that interview yeah. the directors died so they yeah so they had filmed they, they, like their death in, for they, their they interview fake, they That's faked their good. death and like spliced in the clips with and with the actual interview in areas that 
and yeah, apparently it was an incredible interview. But That's a good fucking interview. interview, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. And like, yeah, the execs are so, so impressed with it, like, yeah, you got the job. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, like, if the movie isn't as good as this interview, <laughs> this is a waste, but like, fuck it. <laughs> um, before we get into things as well, I've also found a couple of reviews. This comes from Helen O'Hara from Empire Magazine. And she says, Cheadle's finest hour and proof that Sandler can act. Funny, sad, and flawed. Like its characters. That's a pretty good review. I mean, yeah, look, but... at the end of the day, it's not a great movie, but there's some good performances. I, I sent you a review yesterday, and it said, Adam Sandler portrays grief by doing his water boy voice. Exactly and... true. <laughs> so can Sandler act? Is this... No, I, I get it. Like, he does kind of portray this, like, he's fucking broken. Like, he, do, I don't know, yeah. I don't, I don't know anyone with PTSD or being around them, but, like, I don't know, he seems like he's genuinely, like, a very lost, like, he's, he, like, I don't know, he meets Don Cheadle at the start of this and he doesn't even remember him. Like, he's just completely, like, blanked out everything and he's just fucking, like, a zombie, basically. He, he puts his headphones on and then he's, uh... Yeah, he's, he's just gone. gone he's gone from the world, yeah. I have uh, one star from Nathan as well, and they say, this is the worst thing to happen as a result of 9-11. Ballsy comment. <laughs> and then I've got five stars from Slow Torture, which is what oh. Al-Qaeda got after, after um, 9-11. So and they say, <laughs> I think some of them are probably still in Guantanamo Bay. Oh, there's a lot. I don't know that any of those specific people are still there. I mean, I know the guy... I mean, or... the guys on the plane obviously the what... died. No, but they reckon all the people that organised it, those people that they reckon organised it, at least. Uh, one of them's in that, like, fucking supermax prison in, like, Arizona, where there's, like, 20 people. There's, like, El Chapo, the fucking, like, <laughs> the Unabomber, this guy that did, like, supposedly organised 9-11, and then, like, three other people. And they're just like in a cell w- within like a basement, within a basement, like in the middle of a fucking <laughs> desert somewhere. <laughs> oh so it's like Arizona Superbacks yeah. or like New Mexico or somewhere like that. These guys are just like never seeing the live day ever again. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're in the basement of the basement. And just above them is Adam Sandler playing American football. Still probably better than being in Guantanamo Bay, though. Just like. <laughs> Would you rather be in that? Prison, or in a prison with Big Stan? Probably in Big Stan because no one's getting raped. <laughs> Which is like, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's pretty much the only joke anyone makes about going to prison, right? It's just like, don't drop the sofa. Eh? So if you go to a prison <laughs> where that's not happening, you're already winning a little bit. <laughs> Rob Schneider made a whole movie surrounding that one joke, so. No, it's literally and <laughs> unfathomable. And then, yeah, this is five stars from Slow Torture. And they say, wept through my whole rewatch. Such an important story. Happy birthday, Adam. So I'm guessing they watched this on Sandler's birthday. Well. Did you, did you weep? I did not weep. I mean... There's some emotional scenes in this, don't get me wrong. Like, I was like, fuck, all right, this is fucking going. But, like, I'm not, I wasn't sat there fucking crying my eyes out. <laughs> and, uh, no, I, I did weep once. I, I, I don't know, maybe, I, maybe, I, maybe I you're American, you've made yeah. me feel a bit sadder, I guess. Like, I don't know, it's just obviously, yeah. And, and then taking these reviews on board, how do you feel this movie fed on Rotten Tomatoes? We'll start with the critics' review. The critics' score. This could have been the worst movie ever, and there's no way that it's getting panned by critics. Like, (laughs) it's just not going to happen. Like, there's no possible way. So, like, this has to this has to be positive at least. Like, this like just purely based on subject matter. Like, there's no way this got panned. Like, there's no way. Like, if this is, like, 30%, I would be shocked. I don't know what to guess. I have no idea, honestly. So, from critics, this movie got a 64%. All right, fair enough. And 
and then audiences give this movie an 81%. I think the 10 people that have seen this movie really like this movie. And I genuinely think about 10 people saw this movie because the no, no, was 20... one, no one saw this movie. No. The budget was $20 million and it grossed $22 million, So, yeah. No, no, no. This movie. <laughs> no one watched this movie. But yeah. Which is fine. That's not a bad thing. But, like, yeah. No one watched this. So, this week, we're going to try something a little bit different and not just go through plot by plot. We're just going to talk about the movie in a general... Just a general, general sense. sort of chat. Yeah. And hopefully we can uh, convey the movie in a certain type of way. Get to um, the bottom of things in a roundabout kind of way. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with... Don Cheadle's character in this movie? Yeah, I guess he's the first person we get like an interaction yeah. with, so let's start there, I guess. He's yes. what? He's just this... Don Cheadle is a doctor of the teeth. He is a bold as shit dentist who is sick and tired of basically <laughs> everyone in his life just giving him shit. Did All he set his up partners, his... Yeah. his wife, his fucking patients. Yeah, no, he... He's he's not he's bored as fuck with life, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. This is so, more. This movie's more about Don Cheadle needing someone to fucking do. Yeah. <laughs> because there's the, there's a whole thing in this about Don Cheadle wanting to have his own hobbies rather than uh, the hobbies his wife signs him up for. Yeah. He's just like I don't want to go fucking photography lessons. What is this bullshit? <laughs> So, such as in real life, I think Jada Pickett Smith in this movie is a bit of a controlling wife. Oh, this and, uh... she. I mean, look, there's probably an easy reason she can portray a bitch so well. Like, let's. <laughs> we've all watched the Oscars, sick. Or we've all seen at least that segment. Um. Yeah, she's just. She's signing up for. Don't you love for different shit? Don't you last to ask her permission to go out? Ask her permission to, and he just doesn't talk to her at all. No, yeah, much no communication. Movie. No, it's like the yeah. only commun- The only time they speak is like when he, he like calls her on the phone. I swear, and there's like a few. Yeah. There's like a couple scenes in the apartment. They have two kids. One kid, I think they have two kids. I think but they we have only two. see one. But I think you only really see one. one. Yeah, but yeah, Don Cheadle's just bored of his family life. And then, but he has the opportunity to spice things up a bit with this whole uh, subplot of this woman wanting to give Don Cheadle a blowjob. This was quite. This was fucking hilarious. Just I like thought it'd be one scene at and, the start. And this, and this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think this was going to be a full thing, but it's just this lady, just like, let me suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> he walks in and she's like, uh, "I need a crown." I'm like, oh, okay, and what? And like, you tell me. And then pick one. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, pick pick one, and then yeah, she's like, oh, "Lock lock the door." The nurse is gone. I can I can get on my knees and suck your dick if if you want. And then I, for a moment, I thought Don Cheadle was gonna say yes. Same. I couldn't remember this properly, so I was like, "Did he? Does this happen?" <laughs> no, it doesn't. There's a moment he walks up to the door, back, and he's probably thinking it through his head, and then he kicks her out. But then after he kicks her out, what? She accuses him of sexual harassment then. Yes, he gets a... Yes, she says, like, oh, you sexually assaulted me. Yeah. And then his partners turn on him. Yeah, his partners are like, oh, we already pay so much in fucking, like, liability (laughs) insurance. We ain't ain't dealing with this. Like, you guys. Also, shout out, it's fucking... I forget his name. Jonathan Banks. I'm pretty sure his name. Jonathan Banks, I believe, is his name, and he plays Mike Oman Trout in uh, Breaking Bad. Isn't John? Isn't Jonathan the kid from Mary Poppins? Maybe it's just him grown up. Yeah, Jonathan Banks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking what's, what's his name? What's the name of the kid? The kid in Mary Poppins. Oh, the kid in Mary Poppins is John Banks. Well, I mean, <laughs> fair enough. How old is that? When was that kid born? I don't know, but I think that's the name of the character. No. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Um Oh the ba- like oh in the movie. Right, okay. Now yeah, I get what you mean. But but yeah, that that's that's basically Don Cheadle's side of the story like that. He's a dentist, he's bored of life. 
he gets accused of sexual harassment and his partners turn against him. Yeah. And, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get to the end, end of it when, when we talk about the end of the movie. Sanders' character, professional gamer, that's all he does is listen to music, play games. Hey, he's like a professional <laughs> fucking interior decorator at this point. He's just remodeling. He, he remodels his kitchen every six weeks or whatever they say. Because we first see him coming out of a paint shop, don't we? And Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle stops New York traffic just to shout at this man. Literally just 50 cars behind him gets out. Hey. <laughs> but, but he's clearly got earphones on. Yeah, like very blatantly, like <laughs> me and you have right now, like full over ear headphones in like two thousand and fucking six, seven. You don't see that very often. Uh, um, but but yeah, Sanders, well, he's obviously super depressed in life. Has PTSD. What what did I say? Um, I saw something yesterday watching this movie and. It basically just said Adam Sandler portrays an autistic character who just listens to music the whole time. I mean, look. What's that movie? It's like uh, fucking There's Something About Mary. Yeah. And then like he like touches his headphones and he fucking freaks out. I feel like <laughs> similar sort of thing, like theme in this movie. Like he just like his headphones are a safe space and he's just like, nah, fucking leave me alone. He does, like, I don't know what people like that have, but, like, fucking, yeah. Towards the end, he he does freak out majorly, doesn't he? Yes. Well, I mean, in the court scene, yeah, but that's, like, kind of obviously purposely brought on, but, like, he's clearly not okay. No, he's not. Basically, his character throughout this isolated himself. He plays games, he redecorates, he listens to music to take his mind I, he probably does it to focus his mind on one thing. Yeah, he just wants and to there's distract nothing in himself. His, yeah, there's nothing in his professional vision to remind him about the rest of the world. So he just wants to kind of shut himself out to be on his own, but without his own thoughts. Yeah, because what, like, he even says, uh, like, his, his, what is it? It's like his accountant. And he's like, oh, I was his best friend for, like, his whole life. Like, I was his fishing buddy, like, with friend family friends like forever like since we were kids and he's like won't hang out with me won't speak to me because i knew his family so like he knows that i knew his life beforehand so he's like yeah to don Cheadle, oh you didn't know his family or any of his kids so he likes spending time with you because he doesn't have to think about anything but but he does he doesn't want to hang out with new people either because don Cheadle tries to get him to hang out with that guy in the yeah, but he knew that guy was a fucking therapist, like, immediately. Was he a therapist? The guy in the comic, in the comic book store. In the, sorry, in the it, music vinyl shop. store. Yeah, but I, yeah, that was set up. What do you mean? Oh, was it? I yeah, that was, no, that was, like, Don Cheadle's <laughs> friend, and he's, like, that was his way of, like, trying to get him to see a therapist. Oh, I completely missed that. Uh... Oh, right, no, okay. <laughs> completely missed that plot point. Right, no, yeah, like, he, uh, that was just, because he was like, nah, you're a fucking shrink, like, I literally smelled it on you, like, as soon as I met you, he's like, fuck you. But, but he does eventually go to see a shrink, played by uh, Liv Tyler. Yes, who is, she's great. Yeah, I, is she, she lives in the same building as Don Cheadle, and Don Cheadle tries to get free therapy from her. So I car. never understood this. Like I must have missed it when they first and like introduced her as a character. I had no idea what their relationship was. Yeah, they they meet outside, but I don't know if they live in different buildings. Because Don Cheadle, he he waits they for her to leave for building? work. Oh, maybe. But he waits for I her to leave the... whatever building they're in, yeah. so he can have a chat with her. Because they have a chat like oh, I have this friend and. They... Is a wife uh, is forcing him to do stuff, and it's like, oh, a friend, is it? Like, yeah, and like, um. Although it would be a bit weird if you went to therapy and the dentist in the same building for that lady. Yeah, but buildings are big. Buildings are, you know. Uh, yeah, but like, think about like, uh, no, yeah, you're not wrong. I, I've I've been to buildings are big. Knowledge uh, from pod. <laughs> 
I went to a big multi-story like that once, and it was a hotel. I also got a visa there, and I got a bus pass. What so, what country was this in? It was in Vietnam. I was going to say, fucking hell, where were you getting a visa and a bus pass from at the same place? No, it was Vietnam. I was like, what, but, what, what do they do in Swansea? Um, I've, I've got a question for you. What, what are you drinking right now? Are you drinking Heineken? No, I'm drinking soju. Oh, okay. Right, so, wait. I was drinking Carlton Dry. Yeah. That's a beer. No, I'm just drinking soju. It's like strawberry flavoured. Okay. But it's um it's like it's Korean like I guess rice wine. Oh right, okay. And it just tastes like fucking sweets and it's amazing <laughs> and it's like fifteen percent and it's fucking great. I, I was in I was in London the other day and I was having double vodka lime lemonade bitters. Oh yeah. You, I've not had a yeah, lem yeah, I've not had that since I, I'm fucking I'm, you you can't taste the vodka at all. No, <laughs> it was so good, so good. But yeah, um, where were you when but, you sent me that video? Oh, just in some. You were definitely called, in some sort of Yeezys. Uh No, it was a place called Carnival, but it was so dead at the end of the night they just let us take. Why the were you guys in spot. London? Oh, um, seeing uh, it, it was a small camp reunion. Like a tiny one. I was going to say, I saw four people. I was like, what? I, I didn't even know, realize it was them. I had to watch the video like four times. Like, is that who I think it is? Oh, yeah. It's all right. But, but yeah, they, they allowed us to, like, the place was so dead. At the end of the night, they allowed us to take the guy's Spotify and just play our own music. So that's what uh, we did. So, so that's where Wagon Wheel came from. <laughs> yeah. To end the night. But yeah. So, anyway. Adam Sandler in this movie, he's also a musician. So when, they, when Don Cheadle goes to see Adam Sandler playing, playing in his band, did you notice how stupid the, Bud, uh, the uh, Heineken bottles look? The Heineken advert, yeah. I noticed that so <laughs> much of like, the, product, the Heineken product placement. But, but the bottles, they were weird shape. Like, they yeah, it was. It was like, because it had a really small neck. It was like a thick... But yeah, like thick body, small. It's like it's yeah. like a stubby, but like it, it was. Yeah, so oh, weird. Like that pulled me out of the scene. That, that straight up, that's <laughs> the only thing I concentrate on was that ball of heart. Like obviously, that's probably what it's there for. But like, fuck me, yeah. <laughs> couldn't think, couldn't oh. couldn't concentrate on anything else. Um, but yeah, so Adam Sandler, he he's he loves music. He loves his games. He loves, I mean, he loves painting. But then he eventually agrees to go see a shrink. But the first couple of times he just goes and he's there for what? Four minutes? Like, is this thing over? Like, do you want it to be? Like, yes. And then just walks out. Yeah. So she's getting paid for the full hour. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> she's done asked. Like, what? Oh, yeah. Five minutes with what? Fucking 500 bucks. Yep. See you later. <laughs> see you next week. Job done. But <clears throat> nothing much happens with Liv Tyler after this. No? Oh, she's in. She's just in the movie. She's in the movie. Um, she doesn't really do much until like the last thirty minutes, I'd say. Last thirty. Minutes. She's just kind of like, she just kind of is someone he chats to occasionally. Um, is there anything else you want to mention? Um, yeah, it's just Don Cheadle and Sandler's friendship. They go do different things. At one point, Sandler convinces Don Cheadle that it's okay to call each other slurs. Yeah, well, I was gonna hit on that. There <laughs> was that was a there was there was a there was a bit in this that I'll, I want to touch on later, which was like, I, yeah. Well, why don't we touch on it now? Because I don't know what else we're gonna say until we get to the ending. Oh no, because it's one of like my uh, my bits for uh, later. All oh, right, okay. Um, and then they go see not a for, not for that reason. Is it included? My my uh, my, my cream de la scene is. Adam decided to call Tom Chidler. The what? It's not, it, it's not actually. That's not my cream de la scene. I, I don't even know what mine is. I know what mine is. It, <laughs> it's definitely in there. But like... Yeah, what else do they do as friends? I ride, ride around on a scooter everywhere. Go get Chinese food? 
go get yeah santa knocks on the door like 9 8, 9 p.m to go out for a couple of drinks yeah he's already asleep, asleep. <laughs> um, oh what else does he do yeah they go yeah they go for chinese food they go and watch him like play the drums in his band like at that bar adam Sally doesn't really do anything though like he just like because like he doesn't really have any interest he just kind of stays in his apartment Honestly, it feels like Don Cheadle is having his care at points. Like, a little bit, yeah. Like, he's like... But he's just putting himself in that situation to force himself. He's like, no, I must do this. It's my... <laughs> like, I don't know, <laughs> my duty, I guess. This is my new hobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Don Cheadle is bored with his life, so he just decides to fix this guy he knew for two years. Nah, I'm kidding. He was his college roommate. But it is kind of like, I am trying to fix you. It is literally just, I'm a rich, bored person, I have nothing to do, so let me yeah. help this person I knew once. But there's a couple of people who try to help Santa throughout this movie. You've got his elderly neighbour. She's caring for him, basically, the entire yeah. time. Yeah. Well, she just, like, keeps people away like, from him, I guess. Yeah. And then you've also got his uh, parents, well, his in-laws. His in-laws, yeah, who... Just want to like contact and just yeah, they want to like his life. life. Yeah, but yeah, Adam Sanders' entire life, he's depressed, and he's being driven to insanity, and then this insanity eventually leads to him to basically suicide by cops. That's sort of. I read this on Wikipedia. I was just like, I couldn't believe they actually just wrote suicide by cop on Wikipedia. It just made me laugh. <laughs> But yeah, because it, it just reminds me of Rick and Morty, um, where like <laughs> Morty has that little fucking like he can save and recontinue. Like whenever he dies, he just oh like he can do something and like relive like the thing, and he, yeah. so he just he I can't remember what happens. Like he loses like a girlfriend or something after ages, and he just does suicide by cop like <laughs> ten times, <laughs> and this guy's like. Oh man, suicide by cop. I love this. And just fucking plants like eight bullets in him. <laughs> oh, so that, that phrase just makes me laugh because that always makes me think of that. But yeah, he fully yeah. just goes and pulls a gun that has no bullets. It's not loaded. He just yeah. pulls uh, an empty gun on a taxi driver. And this guy, this police officer's like, I'm going to fucking shoot you. And then his mate tackles him. So we're all good. Yeah. That would. He, uh... he, doesn't, get, he doesn't get shot. He gets tackled. Gets taken to jail, and then basically, next thing you know, we're in court, and you've got no, nah, because no, 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 no. they're in no, because they he's in the police station afterwards, and they're literally like, okay, so we don't want to make a big deal of this. Two police officers beating the shit out of a, a 9 11 <laughs> widow. That's so that I'm pretty sure that's the only time it's mentioned. All oh, right, okay. I think someone mentions it when they're there. I think that's when it gets said, but that might be the only time. But yeah, they're just like two cops beating the shit out of a fucking 9-11 widow. Doesn't look really good, so we're going to draw the charges. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh, Just pointing yeah, guns okay. at people in the street. <laughs> Again, I completely missed that. But, I mean, I get it. Like, I, um, they probably wouldn't do this. Let's be honest. But yeah, then they're like, no, but we want to give him like a psyche eval, and then they're like, no, they want to keep him for like three days and give him like a psych evalu- psychiatric evaluation. And then, and that, that, that's where, the, and then they go to court and they're like, oh, we want to keep you for a year, like we are, like, and then we get like BJ Novak is there. Yeah, but who is BJ Novak defending? I or- think. Hey, or is he trying it's... to prove that Adam Sandler is a bit psychotic? I think he's just trying to prove the point. I'm not sure what, like, the... I don't, like, I don't think this is how this would go in real life, like, at all, obviously. But, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what his... Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. Like, because obviously the doctor from the hospital was there and was like, hey, he should probably be committed, like, he needs some help. And then his legal counsel is like, nah... We have his other lawyer, who's like, oh, his other therapist who he's seen a couple times. Like, yeah, nah, he's all good. I guess the, hos- the hospital it? may have been like, been like, no, this guy's fucked. We have to have him. Like, I, like, I don't know. <laughs> That's weird. I guess it, 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 it might, it might have been the hospital, if, especially if they're running 
Well, I mean, I, they would get profit. paid for it. So, like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So let's just assume BJ Novak's there representing the hospital, and then BJ Novak, BJ, yes, the Amazing Spider-Man Two is BJ Novak. He's in the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah, Jesus he's... Christ! I don't, the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah. Fuck me, <laughs> Jesus Christ! He's a um, he's the guy that's a dick to uh, Jamie Fox in Oscorp. Oh, on the lift. Yeah, they were setting him up to be like a big bad in like the Amazing Spider-Man Five, and then obviously none of that ever happened. <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man Five. Fuck me. What do you know that I don't? <laughs> well, that was the entire plan, wasn't it? They were going to do Sin- Sinister Six, then Amazing Spider-Man Three, then that anime oh, spin-off. Right. Where she was okay. A, like they were building their own own MCU, like they're doing now, kinda. Who was the Aunt May in those movies? Uh, Sally Field. Oh, yes. Yeah, right, was, right, right. Was she in one of these movies? No. I don't think I've seen her in one of these movies. We've had Marissa Tomei, but I don't know if we've had Sally Field. We have had Marissa Tomei. But, um, but yeah, sorry, carry on. Yeah, and then PJ Novak gets uh, pictures out of Sandler's kids, and then he has a good. He just has a yeah, fucking breakdown in the court. Yeah. And then Donald Sutherland's like, okay, uh, we'll, we'll meet on Monday. And then they have a meeting with BJ Novak and Sandler's in-laws. And then Donald Sutherland's like, uh, you're the in-laws, you're the only family. It's up to you. If you, you, you can send him to a hospital or you can just let him, let him be free. It's actually a really good scene there with them. Like, the judge is just like, to BJ Novak. If you pull that shit again in my courtroom, like, yeah. if you literally, like, just essentially attempt to just fuck with someone so much that they, like, can't control themselves, it's like, I will fucking rip. What does he say to him? He's like, I will have a bunch of seasoned inmates use you like a fucking ragdoll or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. But yeah, he's just, and then, and then he's going to argue his point, and he's like, shut the fuck up. And he's like, yeah, no, like, yeah. I'm telling you, <laughs> shut the shut fuck up. up or you're leaving. And I mean this, shut up. <laughs> and it's great. Donald Sutherland has like such good command in this scene. Yeah, he, he does. But BJ Novak's showing the pictures. Um, Sandler's father-in-law, like, yeah, these are the pictures that you have in your, have in your wa- wallet. And then he's like, why don't you have these in your wallet, Adams? Yeah, he's... Like you just attack it, like attacking someone whose family all died. Like what the fuck are you doing? And then, um, yeah, after this meeting, Sandler goes up to, "Hey, listen, the reason I don't have these pictures in my wallet is because I see my wife and kids in every person's face I ever see in my life." Yeah, he's like, he's like, I, I, see I walk down the street day. and I see like a fucking Alsatian and I see the poodle <laughs> that I used to have with the family. Like, like I can't I get even, these images out of my head. I, I, I even see the dog. <laughs> I even see the fucking dog. <laughs> yeah, but like, he's, just, he's clearly just like, I'm so tortured that like, even looking at photos, just like, I see them all the time. I don't need to look at photos, like, you know, like, kind of thing. Yeah. And then. I'm guessing the in-laws decide that they don't want to send No, then, then the mother like has like yeah. a fucking she's like, oh my god and she's like broken Yeah, and then they just like leave and be and then yeah, he's they go and he's like he's moved he's, he's moved to, he's finally redesigned the kitchen yeah, and then the mother-in-law he's gets out. a lamp and he's moved to a new apartment across town yeah, he's just, he just doesn't tell anyone he's leaving or moving but he just is still just in New York somewhere and then, yeah, Don Cheadle's helping him move in. And then they're playing more Shadow of Colossus. And then next thing you know, who arrives but the woman who wanted to give Don Cheadle a blowjob. Now, I can't remember her name, but she's in some other stuff. Um, yeah. I, 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 Saffron I Burrows. She is... The only thing I know her from is Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea, yeah, okay. She's like the lead scientist, like main character in that movie. Oh my god, she was Victoria Hand on Marvel's Agent Shield. I saw that, but then I've seen who the who has seen more than four episodes of Mar- Marvel's Agents of Shield. I I saw four seasons of 
agency. You brave man. She got fully into the fucking. It, it got quite called the Green Bros. It, it got quite good. What were they? Had? What were they called? Fuck, forgotten. Um, the Cree. That's the one. Didn't because um, there was all that that was in there. That was like their thing. They were more involved with the TV show. Oh, she was in 2003's Peter Pan as adult Wendy, also the na- narrator. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then her and Sandler make some eyes at at each other because she is divorced and Sandler is a widow. So I'm, I'm guessing the implications is that they, uh, they end up getting together. Well, I hope so, but she is fucking crazy. No, oh, she, she's a nutter. She's, she's fucking tapped. And then uh, the movie ends with Don Cheadle stealing Adam Sandler's scooter. Yeah, that's son of a bitch. Well, then the movie like, it's really just like, ended. he left it in the lobby, and he's like, nah, fuck, mine now. Yeah. <laughs> Roll <Basically>. credits. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but, but yeah. Two times speed. It was, a, it was a pretty slow hour. Yeah, I had but... to watch this on two. Like, this felt long on two times speed. Like, that was a, <laughs> that was a long hour. Before we get into our podcast scores, um... Matt, would you like to tell me your cream della scene? So your favorite movie, uh, your favorite scene of this movie. What's this movie called? Rain Over Me. Yeah? This movie is called Rain Over Me. And, oh, you, sorry, I just realized. I was watching you type, like, what? I'm waiting, <laughs> I'm waiting for myself to prompt myself then, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. No, 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 it's not your fault. I'm just me being a fucking mong and just zoning out. Uh, my cream dealer scene for this movie is like I'm not like I'm just gonna say it's definitely one of the politically incorrect phrases that was definitely used in this but it was Don Cheadle calling the Falcon a faggot I thought that was fucking hilarious purely because obviously Don Cheadle became War Machine like (laughs) two years later (laughs) three years later (laughs) but like this like that word is used like at least twelve times in this movie. I don't really know why, but like it is. But yeah, they're looking at comic books, and Don Cheadle finds out that Captain America has a black sidekick called the Falcon, and he's like, "No, nah, I get into this. There's a black guy in it." And he's like, "It's like why the fuck's he in this costume?" And then Adam Sad, and then someone, someone calls him a faggot, and that's it. And it's it's just fucking kind of hilarious that Don Cheadle thinks this guy's such a gimp. And, and then, then, yeah, and then, yeah, Four gives, years later, gives the Falcon all the shit in the world. <laughs> but yeah, that was just like a little thing of obviously like him becoming War Machine. It being yeah. in movies with the Falcon. Yeah, just like be- yeah. it's funny now. Like, yeah. But other than that, my cream dealer scene was uh, that was just a little funny tidbit. But my cream dealer scene was probably Adam Sandler telling the uh, parents-in-law. About the like the faces and stuff, and he's like, "Look, I'm fucked. I don't. I need some room." I think my possibly two cream de scenes in this movie. Um, the first one is where Sandler gets Don Cheadle to tell his partners that, "Hey, this is my building. I've made you. If you stab me in the back again, you are gone. Yeah, I do not. I do not care who you are. This is this is my building." He's like, "Yeah, I made you I, all I, rich I, as fuck." <laughs> I run this town. I run I, this shit. Either that or when Don Cheadle tells his assistant to, after Don Cheadle kicks the blowjob lady out of his office, and he's, he tells his assistant, okay, you tell that woman to never come back again. <laughs> never. <laughs> never schedule that lady ever again. And then instead of ringing it up to say, oh, hey, sorry, blah, blah, she just opens up the window in, into the reception and she shouts at her like hey you you're never coming back again the best bit about that is though it's like she's down the corridor and she like yeah. makes a come back to reception hey come here fuck you <laughs> uh, and then she's like hey if you're not assertive with these type of women they'll, they'll never listen maybe that was probably the reason she got a lawsuit yeah probably but yeah those are my uh, cream deli scenes just people getting angry in the dentist. Oh, fair. And then um, 
Another thing we like to do before we finish up is we rate this movie a certain number of sandbags out of 10 and let the people know what sort of flood those sandbags could stop. So, Matt, last week you gave Click a 7 point. We both gave Click a 7.2. What are you giving Rain Over Me this week? I'm going to give this a flat 6. 6? Six, okay. just like six on the dot. I think I'm going to give this a five, and oh, sorry, um, six out of ten. And what could your what sort of flood could your six handbags stop? Uh, the oh god, the flood of someone's tears from them crying in this movie. At some, <laughs> I'm sure someone cried. I uh, yeah, fair, fair enough. From, no, plenty of reviews said they cried. I'm going to give this movie a 5.6, and my 5.6 handbags could stop a flood of Heineken that comes out of that weirdly shaped bottle. It's the flood of Heineken. The most obvious product placement I've seen in a movie <laughs> for a few years. The, the only thing that rivals Heineken... Um, the Heineken product placement of this is the Heineken product placement. In the Fast and Furious. And the Talking about fa- oh, sorry, Talk- just one sec. I'm quickly just going to run for a pee. I'm going to die. Okay, no worries. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll edit this part. Right, we're back. Sorry, I drank like a liter of water about 20 minutes before we started this, and it just all kind of bundled <laughs> with the soju and the beer at once. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I was saying, talking about uh, Fast and Furious, the worst idea of all time at the moment is doing a Fast and Furious series where they watch Fast and in reverse. They're watching Fast and Furious 9, 9 times, 8, 8 times, 7, 7 times to try and figure out what this whole franchise is about. Who's so I'm doing this? Do some, the worst idea of all time. They're the people who watched Grown Ups 2 every single week for a year. Oh, um, right. <laughs> yeah. So they're doing a Fast and Furious uh, series at the moment. So soon on my Instagram, I'm going to do something similar in by them called the 10 days of furious where i'm gonna watch every fast and furious movie in reverse order leading up to probably valentine's night and just, do a quick little, just to do a quick little review on each one and because i've i think i've seen like seven and eight and none of the others so i, I want to watch these movies you've only seen fast and furious seven and eight i think so yeah that's so or, strange or Seven and Hobbs and Shaw. One of them. Why have you only seen those ones? Don't know. Well, my only recommendation would be to watch, like, the first one's pretty decent. It'd be a good watch. Fast Five is probably the best one. Probably. <laughs> Tokyo Drift's great, because it's basically just a standalone movie. And that's the one where we meet... Han Solo, isn't it? It is where you meet Han Solo, but also like, yeah, yeah. That movie so came I, out I, six. I, I'm I'm gonna give those movies a watch probably at some point soon. I don't think I've I'm, seen Seven or Eight or Hobbs and Shaw. I think I've seen Hobbs. It might be Seven and Hobbs and Shaw because at the end of Hobbs and Shaw, I think they go to Hawaii, and then. Yeah, then they fight Idris Elba with a bunch of, like, Polynesian weapons. Yeah, I didn't know Idris Elba was in the Fast and Furious, so I've got fucking no idea. I'm pretty sure Helen Helen Mirren's in one of these fucking movies, isn't she? Yeah, she is. I think Ryan Reynolds is in them as well. Like, Charlize Theron is in one of them? She's in them. 
Jason Momoa is coming in the next one. Gal Gal Gadot, she's in it. How long until we get Batista? See, I think Batista is too good for them. Oh, John Cena's in them. Is John Cena in the past? Oh, oh, he plays like his brother or something, doesn't he? John Cena is Don Toretto's actual me familia. Talk about nothing stronger than family. (laughs) Talk about me familia. There's um. Have you been watching Koala Man on? So, I've seen the. <laughs> uh, we watched the first episode. Yes, I watched the first episode like the other day. <laughs> Living in Australia, like it's so strange. I'm 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 watching it, and I'm like, huh, I know that voice from a podcast. Like, there's so many people, and like names of people in the credits who've been on. As as someone living in Australia, do you enjoy it, or do you think it's? Uh, similar akin to the Simpsons versus Australia episode, Bart versus uh, Australia. Well, obviously, I've, I've only seen one episode. Um, thought it was funny, but yeah, fucking my partner's <laughs> Australian, and she thought it was fucking hilarious. So, oh, like, she she uh, she obviously understood all of like the Australian references and like yeah all those little bits. So she thought it was fucking crack up. The only references I understand is stuff. Yeah, fair. So. Yeah, because well, we watched the trailer for it, and I was like, "Wait, what the fuck is this?" And I saw it was like Jared White as well. Like, there's no way that fucking <laughs> Hugh Jackman and Big Les are on the same TV show. You're like, you're fucking dreaming. And they are. And it's fucking yeah. I, I mean, I really I liked the first episode. I'll probably watch more of it later after we finish this. But I hope I hope it doesn't get. Cancelled because Justin Roiland is heavily involved. Obviously, he's a he, he's a pretty bad look. What did Justin this... Roiland do? Oh, he's been. Has uh, Rick been and Morty been cancelled? Oh, for Christ's sake! What about um, potentially? Because Justin Roiland is uh, messaging underage, underage girls on. Uh, oh, on, Justin on Roiland! What are you fucking doing, mate? Yeah, oh, for Christ's sake! But yeah, why? What's um, when? When did this come out? Oh. I don't have to, I don't use Twitter anymore. I don't know anything. It, it, I feel I literally don't buy it. It's fucked. Right, Matt. Before we end things, do you want to let the people know for Christ's sake what we have next week? I was just next gonna week. look at this. I completely forgot to check. Uh <laughs> give me two seconds. We have got oh yes. I didn't know this. <laughs> this is news to me, ladies and gentlemen. You'll get the news same way as me. Same time as me. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. What a fucking movie. I, oh, seen this okay. once. I think. I've also seen it Maybe once. twice. Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm excited for this. Kevin James's first major role that we're looking at. I don't even know when I watched this. Like, I've just seen it. Don't know. Well, 2007. I, I might have seen this in the cinema. I might have seen this in the cinema. Is that what? Oh fuck! I've got I no think idea. this probably would have been the first one that I saw in the cinema. Because, well, yeah, maybe Click. I was gonna say I think I watched Click at the cinema. No, I think that I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry is probably the first one that I saw in the cinema. Yeah, and then I ended like two years later with Jack and Jill. But yeah, next week uh, is I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. If you want to follow us on our Instagram at so Pod, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Send us an email at sosandrospod at gmail.com. And thank you very much for tuning in. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this week, guys, because rain over me is pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad we didn't read the plot again. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
Hi, I'm Megan Rinks. And I'm Melissa D. Motts. And like every other person with access to a microphone, we started a podcast. On Mondays, we release Don't Blame Me, which is an advice podcast where listeners call in and we share our thoughts on situations such as what to do if you're going to your boyfriend's family function and you haven't told him that you previously slept with both his twin brothers. Then on Thursdays, we release our podcast, But Am I Wrong?, where we ethically gossip about pop culture, politics, our lives, and your lives. Listeners write in and we tell them if they're wrong or right in a situation. Are you the hero? or the villain. On Tuesdays and Fridays, we throw in a little something extra as well. A little something something. We strive to create a community grounded in activism, mental health, and inclusivity. Think of us as like your blunt, honest friends who give you advice that you need to hear, not what you want to hear. But we're also always rooting for your success. What we lack in credentials, we make up for in... Opinions. We do that in every episode too. (laughs) (laughs) We're professional unprofessionals, so if you're looking for a new slate of podcasts to add to your routine, we're here for you. ACAST ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com